0: Welcome and thank you for listening to episode 16 of Five Songs or Less. This is Dante, and today I will be punishing Danny with Motion City Soundtrack. Hello, Danny.
1: Hello. This is episode 16. If, if
0: I you know. Don't I, I double-checked our spreadsheet.
1: Good, good. If you don't count the holiday episode and maybe another episode, I don't know.
0: But I but I am... Oh. Well, I... Why did you? I see. No, it's six, sixteen is right. Well, but it, no, but I mean, sixteen is. No, it should be seventeen because you didn't count the holiday episode. I didn't
1: count the holiday episode because that doesn't count.
0: This is the sixteenth episode. It's not like the holiday special was was put out during a week of two episodes. It was the that week's ep-
1: special. Yes. The holiday special. Yes. Is not canon.
0: It was put out on a Wednesday. Yeah and no other no other episode was put out that week that was our week's episode
1: well so, i already have the <laughs> instagram images for all the way up to daniel stripe tiger and i'm not going to go change them
0: do you number do you put a number on the images
1: mhm
0: well this is episode 17
1: or 16 depends on who's counting
0: <laughs> episode 11 boris uh
1: uh-huh. Uh-huh. Episode thirteen.
0: I don't understand. How can you say the quote unquote special episodes? Don't I? Yes, I, I see. They're gonna. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> it just says holiday special. And I on the spreadsheet I labeled it as S one, as in special episode number one.
0: I thought it was some Star Wars thing. Like, oh, it's an S one droid. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. When is this coming out? This is this is March third. Happy March.
1: March. 3rd. Happy March, everybody. Uh,
0: a few days ago was New March Eve <laughs> that we all celebrated.
1: You know what today is? What? This actual day. Yeah. Today yes. is
0: New Year's Eve. It is. It's the
1: last day of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm.
0: And if you believe, as most of us do, in arbitrary endpoints, mm-hmm. then. Here's to everything taking care of itself and magically getting better tomorrow. Yep. Yep. It's all
1: going to be better. I I, uh, I told Han yesterday, last night before bed, I was like, hey, you know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow's the last day of the year. It's the last day of 2020. And he looked at me like, what does that mean? <laughs>
0: Nothing. <laughs> What'd you
1: tell him? Uh, I I told him it was the end of the year, the end of 2020 and then it'll be 2021 and I kind of explained it how like how he when he was done with kindergarten, he then went into the first grade so it's like a new thing.
0: Yeah, but that kid, actually means something like he I know I know somewhat earned going from one grade to another. He did.
1: He did. We
0: didn't earn a new year. No, in all honesty, like, if someone were like, like, we should have to repeat 2020. <laughs> like We should. You know? We should.
1: Motherfuckers won't wear masks. What's, that, the, the, um, what's the actor that keeps having
0: carol parties, like singing carols down in LA? Oh, I don't know. Pro- probably Josh Gad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
1: like an old actor. Carol uh. parties. Yeah, he's, like, having a bunch of people over.
0: Oh, Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. That's a stupid fucking name. That guy is, yeah. Let's not get down a Kirk Cameron rabbit hole. Okay. I'd rather not. I say Mm -hmm. let's leave. Wait, hold on. How do I want to set this up? Next, Next year, I will be glad to say, Kirk Cameron, 2020- you were left behind. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So somebody,
1: somebody was selling that one of those DVDs back at the buyback counter one time, and he's like, "Oh, this is a this is a movie about God and stuff. You you better give me some good money for that." He's gonna know, and I was like,
0: "So you did, right?"
1: So I did. I gave him a hundred dollars. <laughs> hundred dollars for the hundred dollars credit. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> Uh, but I was, I was just thinking like, wouldn't, wouldn't it be bad for you to sell the, the God DVD? Shouldn't you just give it away? Dude, God is about them bills. Oh, it's true. It's true. So, so Dante. Yes, sir. You ever heard a band called Motion City Soundtrack?
0: Yes. And I gave them to you for this episode.
1: You did? When did you hear, when did you first hear them? What? How old were you? Was it high school radio? from the cool high school.
0: What are you doing?
1: I'm trying to get some information out of you. Why? About your history
0: with Muslim City soundtrack.
1: Why? I don't know cuz we're doing a podcast
0: potentially. Okay. Right. What are you asking me? When when of when did I hear my, high school? Okay, you started listening to them in high school. Started listening to them in high school. I being just the tiniest bit cool, but not actually cool. I didn't know about them until their second album, okay. uh, which was their big their big hit, uh, Commit This to Memory. I, I remember my friend Adam. Um, I, I'd already liked like, their single, Everything Is Alright. I'd heard that song on MTV or Fuse or something and liked it quite a bit. And sure. then my friend Adam, he had just gotten a new phone. It was... I believe it was called the Motorola Sliver. So you remember the Razor, right? I do. I do. His was not a flip. It was, it was like a bar phone. Okay. Okay. And I think it was called a Sliver.
1: Sliver? It sounds dangerous.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he cut the, the webbing of his hand all the time. <laughs> and yeah, it was the Sliver. S-L-V-R. And he... Had he was able to put some songs on it, probably like five, uh-huh. but he had maybe the first half of "Commit This to Memory" on his phone. And yeah, he never, a whole half song. What? Oh, <laughs> half of the album. I thought you
1: meant half a song.
0: <laughs> he. I think he had. I can't remember if it was the full album. It was at least half of the album. Commit this to memory on his phone. And he was like, "Yeah, I like uh, I like makeout kids a lot. I like feels like rain." And so I remember listening to those songs. We were in like the the gym bleachers. I don't remember what the fuck we were doing, but yeah, I just remember listening to a couple of songs. First of all, I was like, "I'm listening to songs on a phone." Holy Whoa. shit! Am I in outer Whoa. space? I know yeah. this was probably 04? Maybe yeah, I'm, that no, album came out 04. Oh, Yeah, so was,
1: maybe, 04 or 05
0: maybe oh, oh 5, something like that. And I remember I remember liking those songs, and I remember being struck by the this is gonna sound uh out of character but I remember being struck by like the just like vulnerability and honesty of the lyrics. Sure, sure. I remember that kind of struck me. And so I remember getting that album and then I went back and I got their their first album. Um and then in college, my freshman year of college, I think within the first few months of working at the record store actually, so probably not long after I met you, hmm. they put out their third record, even if it kills me. Oh. So yeah, I was I was definitely big into them for okay. for a while for the you know, good good five year period. They were they were really, really big for me.
1: Big Dante band? Yes. So I did see them early on in two thousand three. They opened for Reggie and the Full Effect in Midtown. And I don't really remember. The only thing I remember about them is the keyboardist doing the Moog Stands. Yeah. That's all I really remember about their set. It was at Slim's in San Francisco. And I know I was there on time, but that's all I remember. I don't remember what they sounded like or anything. Um, and I had heard like a, a single or two here or there. And I, th- I've told you before that I'd, I, I did try to listen to them and I think it was the second album and his voice was for some reason kind of off putting. I think that's careful, careful me about it. Well,
0: hold just watch yourself. You, you watch yourself, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Why? What could happen?
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I was never able to latch on to anything when I heard them. And so that's, and I knew you liked them a lot. And so that was kind of one of the things, one of the reasons why I wanted you to give me five songs that you really liked and see where, where that went. Oh, you wanted songs I liked? <laughs> oh, uh-oh. something I found interesting. The bassist. I think it was that guy, was in a band called Saddest Girl Story that was on an Emo Diaries compilation. And the drummer Aaron Tate was in that band, who was in a bunch of stuff I like, including
0: Minus the Bear and These Arms Are Snakes for a little while. Did you know going into this that there was that connection between those bands? No, no. This is something I I found out through the Google. So so Joshua Kane is the Mm -hmm. other guitarist. Mm-hmm. Co founder and lead guitarist in Motion City Soundtrack. And oh, God, I just lost it. He had roles in the bands Superette, Saddest Girl Story, and Boxcar. Mm-hmm. So that's that.
1: They were going to do a split, three way split CD with Reggie and the Full Effect and The Ultimate Fake Book. Had that happened, we might not be having this conversation today.
0: Because you'd already have heard of them. Because I would have bought that shit. Right. Because
1: I like Reggie and I like Ultimate Book, Or liked, especially back then. This was in 03, I think, when that was supposed to come out. And for some reason it didn't. Uh, I also didn't know they were on Epitaph for their most of their career.
0: That's Everybody knows that. I didn't. So that was cool. I knew it right when you said it. Just now. Oh, right. Dante's not a label guy. I mean, it's. I'll tell you the same thing I tell every girl I'm with. Like... Uh, We don't need to put a label on it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dante. Yeah. Guess what?
1: Guess what? What? what, what? So last time, last time we were talking about 90 pound wuss. Yeah. Remember that? Do you remember when we talked about 90 pound wuss? Yes. Just a couple days ago.
0: I still, I wake up in like a cold sweat (laughs) in the middle of the night. I do that thing they do in movies. When like you don't realize it's a dream sequence, but all of a sudden mm-hmm. you just see like a dark wall, and then someone's like face like pops up. Yeah. Nostalgia.
1: More like Dante suffering, in, instead of Jeff suffering. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> last I'm sorry. W- that was good.
1: Last week we did uh, 90 pound was. And Dante was like, hey, we finally did it. One song in and I hate it. Remember that? <laughs> Are we hate... going to go
0: back to back weeks?
1: <laughs> and you, you hated it? Yeah. This week was the exact opposite. Oh! First song
0: in, I was all in. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that first song is based off, frankly, coincidentally, where I went to college Cambridge. Let me let me seem smart. <laughs> Boy, I I am just t- tickled pink. If you would take a quick look at Danny, yep, you see the pink right there. Thank you. I do, I do I'm tickled pink to hear that. Um, there was three songs that were a nominee for that opening spot, and I never felt fully confident in any of them. But I'm glad. After hearing you say that, I'm glad I went with Cambridge as the opener. Okay. I'm going to try to do something real quick here. Okay. Danny is standing on his chair. It looks like he's (laughs) going to try to do a backflip for the first time. Can you you read that note? Danny is showing me his phone. It says almond milk, (laughs) eggs, condoms, Then in parentheses it says, make sure to poke holes in them with a needle. (laughs) That's backwards. Oh, needles poke holes poke (laughs) them in what? You can't read that, huh? No, I can. I can read it. You could read it. I could read it. Um, He is showing me his notes, and it says, after first listen of the playlist, colon, I want more. He wants more after Mm -hmm. one. Just one, so that's one time through each song? One time through the playlist, the entire five song playlist.
1: I wanted to go listen to other songs of theirs, not other songs of theirs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, uh, did you? No, because I'm a good boy. We've okay, you established this. You are, you are a very good boy. So as you probably realized, I just kind of went in chronological order mm-hmm. for this playlist. You did and so the three th- the, th- the three thongs <laughs> the three thong that I said would be a candidate for the opening thwack
1: mm-hmm.
0: they were all from their first album I am the okay. movie and so two of the songs that w- could have been on this playlist are not because I was only gonna put one song from that album what about their early sound grabbed you right away it kind of had Everything that I like about this
1: genre of music, this brand of emo or whatever you call it, you've got like Get Up Kids in there, you've got Super Chunk, you've got um, Jimmy World a little bit in there. Oh,
0: interesting. Uh, hmm. hmm. um, now, do you mean in general for this playlist or specifically with Cambridge? Um, it's-
1: throughout the entire playlist but these are the things that came to my head right came into my head right away when i was listening to it okay. it it brought me back to a compilation cd that i might have been listening to in my car driving around 2000 2001 delivering pizza when i worked at a pizza place like that's what i would hear like an initial records compilation uh this song would be on there and I would have heard that and sought out more. Kind of similar to what I was talking about on the Trail of Dead episode, how I said like I felt like it would fit on one of those old compilations that I like. I would have heard it and kind of listened, heard that and gone and tried to find more of their stuff. It just made me really, uh, gave me kind of a nostalgic feeling. Sure. I didn't know you were
0: a pizza delivery guy. I was. How long did you... Fat Mike's Pizza for two years. Wow, was mm-hmm. that all in high school?
1: Um, Is at the end of high school and uh,
0: like a little bit of my first year of college. Gotcha. I mean, two years. So I mean, you didn't you didn't quit right away or anything? Did you? Was it a decent gig? It was fine.
1: You know, yeah. it was. I, I was a. Uh, spoiled and sheltered kid, so, like, I didn't have any bills to pay or anything, so, uh, you Well, know, what bills would you money.
0: have at that time? Like, cell phones didn't exist, so you wouldn't have a cell phone bill. Like, what <laughs> Like what would you pay for on your own at that point? I don't know. I might, like, help out my parents with some bills,
1: something like that. I didn't have rent payment
0: yeah, yet. Yeah, uh, well... Do you I don't consider that spoiled though. Do you like if someone lives with their parents at like, you know, for the year after high school? Yeah, so, like, well, is, I mean, this continued for quite a long time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about the pizza delivery years, I guess, but Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was a
1: fine gig. It was easy and I most of the night I got to drive around and listen to music and take people pizza.
0: The actual customer interaction is a what, 2% of your night or something? Yeah, right. It's yeah, like very yeah. brief. Yeah. So
1: it's oh. very brief, and you know, you get tips and stuff sometimes. And yeah, it was cool.
0: Right on. I know one thing you knew about this band before today or before this past week was obviously sort of their, not their calling card, but what maybe stands out about them is their use of Moog.
1: Mm hmm. Specifically, a a Moog Realistic, the Radio Shack version of a Moog synthesizer. It's it's actually pronounced Moog, but I have not, in the years that I've known that it's pronounced Moog, I've not been able to train myself to say Moog
0: instead of Moog. It also doesn't matter. Well, if it was like someone's name then it would matter. It was. Oh, (laughs) I guess that makes sense. (laughs) R, R, A Moog. Robert. Okay. Oh, it's pronounced Robert. I thought it was pronounced R A. My, my fault. (laughs) Um, okay. I see now Robert Moog founder. He's American. Not with that name. Um, (laughs) I I, I just looked it up to see if there was any like umlaut or anything like above you know, the oh, yeah, no. the O that would make it seem like it was pronounced differently. But anyway, my point is Cambridge is not a Moog heavy song. It's not.
1: Well, my, uh, my third note is the synth is not loud enough.
0: <laughs> OK, so you wanted more Moog as well. Y- yes.
1: Yeah, I expected to hear more of that because I knew that that was part of their thing. I can't say I was disappointed when I... Heard it because I liked the song overall. And then when you when you heard like little blips of a synth every once in a while, I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. They're
0: just using a lower lower scale or whatever. Um, that was a little bit of my... That was the argument against the song being the opener was I felt like you were really stoked for Moog. And then oh, I didn't really yeah. give you any to start. But then,
1: but then I mean, we're obviously oh, not on to the next song yet. But when it came in on the next song... Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, we hit it pretty hard. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Before we, we do move on, kind of a, a side note, something that Motion City soundtrack led me to was, have you ever heard of a band named Shotzi? No. S-C-H-A-T-Z-I. No, I have not. I believe they are from Texas. hmm They did a split with Motion City. Oh, okay. And I think they each had three songs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I really like these three Shotzi songs. And then I've, I've listened to their, I think the only, maybe they have two, but they have like one kind of like main album. And it was like 2000, 2001. Uh-huh. Really good, like college power pop, you know, college rock power pop type of type of album. But uh, don't know whatever became of them. So yeah, I was, huh. was, was, was hoping maybe you had some some info on their whereabouts. No, so, I don't. If... Uh, You know, if Todd Shotzi or whoever is in that (laughs) band, if if you're listening, you know, please shout us out. (laughs) (laughs) One thing,
1: maybe another thing that kind of led me to like this song right away. I brought up his voice earlier and his voice isn't a point of like contention for me. It doesn't bother me, but he doesn't it doesn't sound like him or the voice I was used to hearing out of him on this song. Every other song, yeah, yeah, totally sounds like him, but on this song, it's, there's something different about the way he sings, and so I don't know, maybe maybe that was part of it too, hearing a, the voice a little different. It's just a great song, like it. It's a great tempo. There's a great halftime part in there with the guitar break. Uh, I love the the line where he's singing about cover your eyes in the pouring rain. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play that part real quick, please
2: start pass
1: I can just see, I've got an image in my head of me at that Reggie and the Full Effect show. Had I known this song, I would have been all up in that fucking crowd. Come eyes in the pouring rain, like doing that shit. Yeah. Oh my God, that part is so good, Dante. In- instead, where were you? Probably in the back, just like... <laughs>
0: For the listeners at home, Danny is staring dead-eyed into the middle distance with his hoodied his hoodied torso. uh, Oh, I'm sure I had a black hoodie on. (laughs) Arms crossed, arms crossed. Being
1: like, what the fuck is that guy doing with the moog stands? Why do they all look like they're
0: having so much fun up there? This is professional rock music. Look, brooding on the floor. Be sad and brooding.
1: That guy's got crazy hair. I've got room for hair. one crazy hair guy, and his
0: name is Claudio. Did, do you remember? Did he have crazy hair when you saw them at Slim's?
1: I, I think so. Maybe. Yeah.
0: I honestly can't remember. He might have had crazy hair before Claudio. It, Claudio had he had some like really short hair back hmm. in like the early Coheed days, where it's, yeah. you can kind of see the full contours of his head, and it's very strange because you're just not used to it.
1: I can't remember. Let me look at my, because I have, I saw Coheed around then too, and I have pictures of them. Let me see. I think it was July, was it July 02? Or was it 03? Nope, 02. Um, his hair's
0: starting to get. Okay. Yeah yeah, 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 Doesn't look like anything's highlighted at that point. No, I can't, no. Yeah. It's pretty God, like, he's cool. natural color. Yeah.
1: Um, Jorts <clears throat> on stage, man. Look at those.
0: Um, So one thing, talking about how the the synth is kind of buried, his voice sounds a little different. There is a big jump or change in level of production from their first album to the second. Yeah.
1: So the first
0: one is produced
1: by Ed Rose, which I found a fun fact because he produced... A lot of great stuff that I like. The Get Up Kids, uh, Cole S, Reggie and the Full Effect, all that kind of stuff. He produced, oh, one of the Touche albums. I can't remember which one right now off the top of my head. But he produced one of their albums. So he's kind of like a legendary producer or whatever, right? So his name came up and I was like, oh, cool. He produced their album. That's great. Check that off the list of things I like about this band. Although apparently the... He wasn't very nice to them in the studio. I read on Wikipedia.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, you know, like every <laughs> he had. He was just coming off of having like some major back surgery or something like that. Yeah, and they he this was an interview I think with Justin.
0: He only would have been like thirty-two at the time or something. He, I mean, I got back issues. Well, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. I, well, f- yeah, yeah. I mean, me too. I've had back issues since I was like twenty-one, twenty-two. <laughs> it's <clears throat> look. We don't need a Facebook message from anyone with back issues like <laughs> saying we disrespected them. <laughs> Please let me try to finish this thought. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I'm just when I think of like music producers, I always think of like the uh, the old like current day Rick Rubin type of music producers that are like old and have like, you know, been through the ringer. They were like a roadie for fucking whoever back in the early eighties or whatever. But yeah. this dude was like, you know, like six, seven years older than the band. And like to be like in your early thirties and being like, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in to to hear you relay Justin's story, but it's like, Oh, I thought you, you were going to tell me that he was like an old crotchety asshole, but <laughs> let me go. I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia page and read, read it from there. He while well, you're looking that up, I'll say he also he produced Puddle of Mud. Ooh, so he uh, told you my favorites. Spittlefield, which I really liked. Actually, I really liked the album he did. Interesting. Um I didn't I didn't know that was a band. <laughs> oh, put him on the list. Okay. He did four of the Appleseed cast. Oh, that's not surprising. Emery. What is that? Why don't I- are... Emery, why does that sound familiar? Emory, Emory, Emory. I never got into that band. No, oh, they were a post-hardcore emo band that uh, released this album in 2004, which would have been right in the sweet spot for me. So it's probably why. So. Okay.
1: I Am The Movie was recorded at Red House Studios, later known as Black Lodge Recording, in Eudora, Kansas, February 2002, with producer Ed Rose, who also engineered and mixed the recordings. During their time in Eudora, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Eudora, yeah. Uh, The band stayed at a $100 a night, two-bedroom apartment owned by Red House. There were a bunch of mattresses thrown, this is a quote, there were a bunch of mattresses thrown on the floor and we were living up there in one room, said guitarist Josh Kane. The bulk of the album was recorded over a 10-day period. Due to the short amount of time they had, uh, due to the short amount of time they had to record, Several choruses on the album feature copy-pasted or duplicated vocal tracks. The sessions with Rose were difficult. He would insult the band members if they made a mistake. It was a combination because he had some weird sort of back surgery that week. We sucked as musicians and thought we could do the whole album in 10 days, Pierre recalled.
0: Yeah. Oh. yeah. Cranky guy, not respecting young musicians. I mean,
1: all right. Typical. It ended up costing them
0: $6,000. When you said, when you were quoting him as saying we sucked as musicians, Mm -hmm. at first, it sounded like you said, sucked his, which that would have been a bad experience as Mm -hmm. well. Maybe. You don't know. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, maybe he has a, like, sucking his dick is a great time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't need anyone who sucks dick Facebook messaging (laughs) me saying that, hey, I sucked Ed Rose's dick back when he produced (laughs) our record. It was great. And it was the best part of that whole month. Uh, Signed, Guy from Puddle of Mud.
1: <laughs> they were in, they received offers from Universal, Triple Crown, Drive Through Records, and they performed at industry showcases. Meanwhile, Brett Gerwitz, founder of Epitaph Rep- Records, learned of the band from members of the group Matchbook Romance.
0: Do you think or maybe you know, are industry showcases still a thing? Probably. Think so? Maybe. Yeah. All right. Why not? Why not? Well, there's a lot of reasons why not. It just seems like a a lot of things in the music industry have changed in the past 20 years. No, no, no. I mean, most music today, like, they don't even use guitars. What? Come on. What? Is it even music? It's not. Oh, thank God you said something. Fucking get people on your back. (laughs)
1: Let me tell you, Danny,
0: I don't use a guitar. (laughs) When I'm sucking Ed Rose's dick, there's not a guitar in sight. And honestly, it's perfect. (laughs) All right. um, You ready to move on to song two? Sure. By Blur? By, By Blur. The The band that you love. Again, we are recording on New Year's Eve 2020. hmm And we like to, during this time, reflect back on the year that has been. And, oh, a year has been, I think we can safely say. It's true. And if there's one thing I learned this year, Danny, it's that time turned fragile. Ooh. sense does that make sure. sense as a sentence why not okay you keep saying why not to things that could have a lot of reasons <laughs> like <laughs> just the most incredulous co-host because <laughs> because i can't think of a reason why or why not okay time turned fragile we already hinted at it but you get mooged right in the face right away <laughs> mooged right in the face
1: Yeah, that shit right there, man. That's got 2001 Danny written all over
0: it. Wow, so you were ahead of the game because this, this was four years later.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, although, I mean, had I heard this when... Nope, never mind. I'm thinking of the wrong album. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but had I heard it when it came out, this song in particular... I probably would have loved it. Because this wasn't a single off of it, right? No. Because, I mean, okay. Let's look here. Get up, kiddos. So you've got that, and then you've got... So you've got the Get Up Kids, you've got the Anniversary, you've got Weezer, that's another band that... Should have mentioned earlier, early Weezer stuff. You've got the rentals, all that kind of stuff using Moog synthesizers as a lead
0: instrument. What Weezer song is has prominent Moog? I believe you. I, I'm just... Oh, oh, I don't remember a name, so I have to look <laughs> it up. Why are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. You think I remember? I remember the name of the song? You think I remember, think I remember
1: things? these are songs and the rentals and a little bit of Ozma. Anyway, there's like a bunch of bands that I liked that used synthesizers a lot that are great. And so this fits right in there with that back on, on topic here, Motion city soundtrack, the song time turned fragile. Could that be a get up kids song?
0: Maybe Matt
1: Pryor starts singing about some stuff.
0: Oh, I love it when he does that. <laughs> you might need to put the Get Up Kids on a... You might need to put them on a list. That's not what I mean. You might have to give me the Get Up Kids. Because I know them, but I don't know them know them. Yeah, And at this point, I probably won't unless you make me. Okay. okay. And it's going to be an episode... I mean, maybe it's not worth doing it, because like, I'm going to like them, and we're going mm-hmm. to have a good time talking about a band we both now enjoy yeah but maybe me going into it knowing uh, the outcome isn't the best for the podcast
1: I'll pick five songs off of some of the albums that I don't
0: like (laughs) so it's like a chore for both of us
1: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh why did we do this (laughs) (laughs) because there's like three albums at least that I don't like of theirs so that might be fun actually what you doing over there buddy You're looking down into your lap, so you're on your phone, or maybe Ed Rose is down there.
0: It's the other way around! Do you know what Ed Rose says when when someone from Emory is going down on him? Hey, watch for thorns.
1: (laughs) Why specifically... Someone from Emory.
0: I was just trying to think of someone else off that that he produced, other than Puddle oh, okay, of Mud. Okay. I just w- didn't want to keep because if I kept saying Puddle of Mud, they'd be like, "Oh, Dante thinks it's an insult for the Puddle of Mud guy to be sucking dick," so Dante is homophobic because anyone who goes down is uh, like lame or stupid or weird or whatever. And so I'm trying to avoid people. Good, good. Hm. Uh, what are you doing? You looking at your phone?
1: I was looking at Facebook.
0: <laughs> oh, n- breaking news. This this is another coincidence. Uh, on my birthday,
1: mm-hmm. boxing my day, day.
0: <laughs> boxing day, yep, uh, I deleted Facebook. Oh, did you? I did. Done. I,
1: I did not. Uh, did you go through the whole process of deleting Facebook or did
0: you just disable it? So, I believe I have deleted it. Now, I have to not go on it for at this point 24 days, and Hmm. then it will be permanently deleted. But if I were to log back in now, I'd have to like restart the process. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Cool. Um, Have we talked about the song at all? Or just the opening?
1: (laughs) We've only talked about synthesizers. (laughs)
0: I think I want to save this question for one more song. So I will say, Danny, this, to me, this song is like, boy, kind of perfect. Like for, for what they're going for, I think they absolutely nail it. How much like reading or research did you do about this song? Like, do you know the story about how this song got completed?
1: No. Okay. I do know what it's about.
0: Okay. And I do
1: remember texting you that i don't know if i'm going to be able to pay real close attention to the lyrics of this song ever again because it when i found out what it was about so it's about him writing from the point of view of his dad and talking about memories that his dad might have with him and stuff like that and as a father yeah roll your eyes dante roll your eyes just because they're not our
0: kids <laughs> She will never be the mother to them that I could be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it made me feel some emotions. <laughs> this part of the song, I always really enjoy.
2: Do you still believe in the stories told to you my friends and I when you were four years old? How it got so cold just froze we had to wait till summer to find out what was said one of the best that
0: we
1: had yeah that part is great because of that one that's on like an offbeat or something i don't know what the deal is what
0: i just got a text message that's more interesting <laughs> well i mean you could get pretty much anything that's more interesting. Uh, I'm going to ask a deep personal friend advice question. Maybe this is a, a question we can both answer. Ooh, yeah. I'll just say shoot. And then I will see if <laughs> Let I me want to make sure to.
1: we're recording. Hold on a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. That, that so, little breakdown.
1: That part I, I, I really like it's, I don't know. It's just a fun part. I like that. There's one that's like an offbeat or something like that. Throws yeah. me off every time. Unless I'm like sitting there like, Okay,
0: this one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Got it right. You literally have to be like, there's like, <laughs> bump and then the bump. okay, and then you're like, and now! But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's so hard. <laughs> uh, that part is really great. He does that like, I don't know, is it, I don't know if this is like a compressor, but like, oh, it sounds like he's talking into like an old-timey mic.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's some like distortion on his voice or whatever. Yeah. And then the last like, minute and a half of this song, is where it gets really kind of emotional because he's there's it kind of slows down and there's the great let me bring it up here i, I really like the drum beat piano is really good It, it reminds me of certain get up kids songs when they start using the piano instead of the moog and just the those last lyrics in this song one day i'll fail to breathe and all you'll
0: have are memories oh god damn it that's sad he's good man i was gonna bring this up in the next song but i was gonna ask you what you thought of the lyrics because i think a lot of his lyrics are Mm unignorable you know what i mean Uh, and and they seem a lot of the time like more so in the the next two songs Mm -hmm. they're just we talked about this with um empire empire do you remember doing that episode empire empire with keith Leighton? that's your pick right
1: i haven't gone back and listened to them again
0: who who introduced that one Anyway, but we talked about how, like, a lot of the lyrics are, like, journal entry lyrics, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And with Justin, it kind of seems like a lot of the the lyrics and thoughts are just kind of, like, falling out of his brain. They're yeah. very, like, stream of consciousness. They, like, kind of are chronological in, in some some spots. Um, and I, I don't know if this is a, a fair comparison, but some of them are a little bit Ben Folds-ish.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, Where okay. it's,
0: like, just kind of, like, telling a very straightforward story about what's happening in, in a day yeah, or a week yeah. or in a relationship. But, yeah, I, I think he's a great lyricist. And sometimes they're kind of silly because he'll, like, make a pop culture reference or something that's, uh-huh. like, very, you know, weird or specific or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or he's just, like, he, it, <laughs> a lot of his lyrics, like, are he's making indie movie songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does that make <laughs> yeah, sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: But yeah, this, this song was really good. This, I don't know, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. They all have things that really stand out and that I really, really like. This one might be my favorite though. Something I did not know. Speaking of producers.
0: Yeah, Mark Hop Hopus. Marcus
1: Hopus.
0: <laughs> Hopilius. Hopilius. Marcus Hopilius. He's Greek. Greek fellow. <laughs> yeah, they're they have some interesting producers. hmm And so i let me tell you the story uh, that me. I assume is true about this song. Oh is, yeah, yeah. Tell me. So I believe that this song was was supposed to end before. That like cool drum part comes in, oh, like okay. that was that was the end of the song. Okay, um, so it ends it ended with that first part that you played that you said you liked. Yeah,
1: right? it it goes back maybe
0: into the chorus and then the song ends with the with that final chorus. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, and but like at that point the song was only like two and a half minutes or something mm-hmm. like that, and I guess as the story goes, Mark turns to Tony Thaxton, who we met in "Don't Stop or We Die." or will die, not we die. Um, He turns to Tony and goes, what is the coolest thing you can play? And so Tony plays that part, Mm -hmm. and there's a YouTube video that Tony put out, kind of like a tutorial of how to play that part. Oh, cool. And it sounds really cool, obviously, when you listen to the song, but when you watch the video and you see the, like, coordination that is being used in that part... It is astounding. Like, it's such a cool drum part. Very, very creative. He's a very creative drummer. And so that's why the song ends up being, you know, four minutes or whatever it is. Because they just, I guess they just felt like it was a little short. And Mm -hmm. Mark said, play something, play the coolest thing you know how to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they, so yeah, they stretched that out for that kind of very cool outro.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. and, And you know, I don't know what made it click in my head. But all of a sudden it reminds me of
2: yeah.
1: Not exact or anything, but yeah, yeah. yeah, that, that So that's braid, New Nathan Detroits. That is a very, very cool drum beat. It's fun.
0: It looks fun. Uh, would never take the time to learn how to <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And anything else about time turned fragile, sir?
1: Um. Those that completes my notes, which I okay. know what all of those
0: notes mean. Perfect. Um. We will move on to the third song of the playlist, also off their hit album. Commit this to memory. Yeah. We're gonna slow things down. Ooh. ooh. Slow dance. So slow, it's like we're not even moving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So slow, it's like you'd have to hold me down.
2: I found a letter that said, I'm sorry.
0: Also doesn't work.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, this song, I think, kind of really captures what I was saying about his lyrics, about just kind of like, you know, kind of like that slice of life, day mm-hmm. in the life type of lyrics. I, I don't know if I would call the song a ballad, but it's certainly the saddest, maybe, mm-hmm. sounding song. It is. On yeah. on the record, or on the, on the playlist. Were you... I don't know, did, did you think or know that Motion City had this type of song in them? Cuz they're I think they're known for being such an energetic fast band. I mean, I didn't
1: necessarily have it in my head that they couldn't play any other tempo or anything.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean like physically incapable. But, <laughs> I mean, were, were you surprised to hear a slower song, I guess?
1: Not not surprised. I was Glad okay to have a good little <laughs> glad to have a little more uh range in the tempo because the first two songs are pretty fast and upbeat, yes. And then we've got this one that's a little slower. This was the first one that upon the second time of listening to this playlist, driving to Target. I was singing along. Bragger. <laughs> I was trying to sing along to this one. The last one, too, to be quite honest. Uh, on the second second time through the playlist. Because they're so fucking catchy.
0: You know, I'm... Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised that you said, you know, when you saw them live and back when this... Like, back when these albums were coming out, you would, you would hear them here and there, but, like, nothing really grabbed you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, again, kind of like I... Kind of like back what I said about Empire, Empire in a very complimentary manner, as I was largely through that episode, <laughs> their songs are littered with very catchy hooks. Yes. And so, it, yeah, it was kind of surprising that you were like, oh, yeah, nothing really like grabbed me. And I'm like, every fucking part, like the vocal <laughs> melodies are great. The like, the Moog is always doing something interesting. The guitar is good. This song maybe isn't like the, the hookiest of them all just because it's, it's a little bit, you know, of a downbeat type of song. But it's still pretty, mm-hmm. pretty catchy. Um, what, what grabbed you that made you sing along so quickly? Just the,
1: the repetition on this one. So the you hold me down part mm-hmm. um, where he's repeating that line like four times, I think. Um, I have in my notes uh, getting some hashtag vibes. Of Death Cab for Cutie on that part.
0: Oh, sure. A little
1: bit, a little bit. Also, um, a little bit of Jimmy Eat World. So, listen. Remember, I brought up Jimmy Eat World earlier, and you were like, huh? Uh huh. Them? <laughs> Who? So, listen. Listen to the way he says, By now. You think I ought to be used to that by now? I can hear it. I can hear Atkins going on there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And, you know, another thing about Death Cab, I think that's a very apt comparison, is Ben Gibbard will write similar types of lines, similar types of lyrics. Sure. And there's not necessarily a rhyme, or -hmm. it's not necessarily a, a line you would look at on paper and go, oh, these must be music lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they will. They'll you know wrap them around the music or break the sentences up in interesting ways to make mm-hmm. it fit, and and yeah, so like it, it's a stupid. I guess I don't know if it's a running joke. I mean, it's not funny, but it's a. Nothing it's <laughs> we say is funny. It's something we say too often about how I don't care about lyrics. But Death Cab, Jimmy at World, and Motion City Soundtrack, I think, are all bands that their lyrics just stand out to me more maybe for some reason that style of mm-hmm. of lyric writing is just kind of i don't know uh unavoidable yeah. for me but um yeah like later in the song in the last verse he says cancel our dinner with max and i think he says it like Coraline, or yeah. like he, he you know he says it like very in a very specific way mm-hmm. and those are lines that may be in the wrong hands the the wrong mouths if you will (laughs) sure sure would be kind of you know cringy or off-putting or just like too cutesy but i always buy it from justin yeah It, it always sounds very genuine to me
1: yeah let me jump to the you hold me down part i love you however
0: The laziness of afternoon, the hey, This is a goosebump song,
1: man. Okay, I'm gonna stop it because I'm just gonna play the whole
0: fucking song. Well, I was gonna say, go go to the end, go to the final, go to the the final. How will I break the news to use. Yeah. <laughs> so, a couple
1: things I want to say before I get there. Okay. One funny thing when I was the first time I was trying to sing along, and he says, "You hold me down four times." Mm-hmm. I kept trying. I couldn't remember, so I kept trying to guess which pitch to go to and oh, I was yeah. always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you, were just, you were harmonizing. Yeah, I was i was harmonizing. That's right. <laughs> um, so that was pretty fun. And I just love how at the end of that, it's like swelling up and yeah. you think it's going to jump into your typical upbeat Motion City soundtrack song, but it just cuts out and you've just got that tap.
0: Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. you just left going like... Ugh.
1: Yeah. And um I can't remember if it's this song. Let me see if I look at my notes real quick. No, it's not this song. Maybe it's another one. There's one song in particular that there's not really a chorus, like a straight chorus. It might be the next song. Yeah. Where it's it it is it is the next song I remember now. But this one is similar. There is Do you remember a-
0: or did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say?
1: <laughs> Both. <laughs> um yeah there's oh god these these lyrics fucking kill me man so you want me to go all the way to the end you said
0: yeah when they do the the final how will i break the news to you part Boy, with all that that slow hammer on and pull off, one thing you can't hold down is that note. <laughs> um, that's not why I wanted you to play that last part. Just a setup to the world's just fucking like I. Sh- hey, it's been good, man. I got to go. Um, the the like yeah that swelling and like the like faint like background vocals that are mm-hmm. like just like kind of uplifting everything it's just oh man it's it really is the best way to to end that song and it like stays true to the song yeah all the way through
1: i love the way how there's just a minute left of that song of just like it deteriorating
0: you just have to sit in it you get to sit (laughs) in that song for an extra minute
1: (laughs) yeah oh god okay this might be my favorite song
0: i lied about the last one (laughs) yeah you hate you hate Time Turned Fragile. I
1: hate that song. That song was
0: stupid. Did you watch the video for this song? I did watch the video for this song. I love this video. It's a good video. Just Mainly because I like snow. Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah. Uh, I like his works.
0: guitar. I like that telly he's got. He, um, so I saw them at Warped Tour one year. Mm-hmm. Boy, I, I can't remember what year I even went. But at one point, I think he has that same, he had that guitar and this is in San Francisco Mm -hmm. and he's, um, I don't think he is necessarily like a big gym rat or anything, but he's kind of a bigger dude. Like he's a, like a kind of a built guy, I think just naturally. Okay. And at one point he like flexes his arms and he goes, you see these, these are muscles. And I use them to play guitar. And then he like, they get into whatever next song. But It was pretty good. That's funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's always got a nice looking telly. Although the one in the, um, in the video has a single coil bridge pickup. And I'd rather, I mean, if it were my guitar, I'd put a hum, humbucker in there. But, you know, whatever.
0: Just tell me to shut up at any time. Dear Danny. Like the podcast, and I don't want an apology from you, but <laughs> my father always taught me that single coil pickups were the truest sound. That <laughs> the truest. I don't know. I I kind of lost steam for the whole bit after I just. That's okay. It's introduced okay. it. Uh, that song is great. Have you ever circled back to talk to an ex about a breakup sometime after, or had an ex reach out to ask to talk to you about the breakup? How did you decide to handle and why? Care to chime in? <laughs> oh, is that a yeah. question? Yeah. From a listener, by the way.
1: And you know how, I mean, that kind of fits in with, with the song. We're talking about a breakup song.
0: I'll just say listen to the song, Hold Me Down. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> listen to the podcast in three months.
0: <laughs> listen to the song, Hold Me Down by Motion City Soundtrack or wait until March 3rd <laughs> to listen to the podcast app. Hope this helps. <laughs> so, let's see, two years ago, mm-hmm. two years and two weeks ago, Okay, I was in Minneapolis, which is where these boys are from. Oh, I didn't know that actually and I uh, was walking around their cold ass city. Mm -hmm. Very nice where I was at. I mean, I guess I was just kind of downtown, but very nice. A lot lot of cool, like old architecture, like a lot of really cool churches, which I always always appreciate church architecture. Always sort of on the lookout to see if I'd recognize any of the people on the street as sure. motion yeah. city soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've definitely done that. <laughs> so stupid, but I was like, whatever city that? I'm in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, are we, are we ready? Oh, is that the, that the, that's your story. I, I just wanted to say that I was in Minneapolis. Oh, I'm okay. From. Okay. Okay. I thought
1: it was going to be like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, you thought I was gonna weave it into some like long ass tale about um last night.
2: I'm still frustrated from last night. Things happen in half time, I'm sick of the bends. My pedigree is no help by sinking in myself afraid.
0: Another great song. This was Cambridge. uh, That was a tough one to decide how to open. Okay. But once I I had decided on Cambridge, like, all right, that's for sure going to be the opener. The song I was going to pick from this album, even if it kills me, Mm -hmm. was the like last the last (laughs) decision. I had to make before I sent this playlist to you. Okay. I could not pick a fucking song off this album.
1: Okay. Is it, is it because it's not your favorite album or is it, you just couldn't pick the right one to pick off of this album or?
0: Um, I guess a little bit of both. It's not my favorite album. It is pretty much through and through a breakup album. Okay. And so even though a lot of the songs are very like upbeat and, poppy that it mm-hmm. kind of has a, a dour mood to it yeah. in certain ways. Yeah. I also associate this album with like a kind of not great time in my life, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, it's kind of not fair to the album, but like I was, yeah, just a year or two out of high school. So I was just completely lost like as yeah, a person. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was living with my high school girlfriend. We had moved together from like our hometown to, Sacramento. Uh-huh. And it was just obviously not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like neither of us were equipped for quite anything at that point. Okay. But yeah, I just remember that it just being a very like, you know, we just fight a lot and, you know, end up breaking up and getting back together a couple times until mm-hmm. I, um, one of the hardest times I've ever made someone else laugh is when I said, cause so this girl ended up moving to San Diego like mm-hmm. straight from our apartment in Sacramento to San Diego. Uh-huh. And I remember making a joke about it one time and saying, I've displaced more women than Hurricane Katrina. That was more of a topical reference at the time, back when Hurricane Katrina happened. Uh, it was the hardest I may, maybe have ever made somebody laugh. So I'm going to remember that for a long time at least. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was a good good thing to come <laughs> out of this three-year relationship. Yeah. But anyway, point is, I kind of associate this album with kind of just that whole time period. Yeah. And so it's just always been a little bit of a bummer Mm -hmm. for me. Like, even if I... I don't necessarily listen to these songs and then think about her or think about that time, but there's just... It kind of has that the taint of that (laughs) that time period (laughs) on it for me. And then beyond that, it's not my favorite album. This album's kind of strange. They had, like, three different producers on this album. Like, so, like, Rick Ocasek does like oh right i read a little bit about that and how that was I, a disappointment for them it was maybe like a third of the songs or something yeah, yeah and but it was just weird it seemed like they were like trying to have another hit like every song every faster pay song on this album mm-hmm. they get to the course by like the 30 second mark of the song oh, like okay. it's it they all hit instantly yeah, yeah and yeah. they're good but they're just they definitely changed the songwriting a bit, like super tight songwriting, but not mm-hmm. in like a positive way, I guess. So yeah, yeah. anyway, for all those reasons, uh, it was tough to pick a song. Sure, and sure. Last Night is kind of maybe one of the more unique songs mm-hmm. on this record. Um, and like you hinted at, it doesn't really have a chorus yeah. in a, in an album that's just kind of chock full with choruses. Okay. So so yeah, that's, that's why I picked it.
1: Okay, yeah. It was a good pick. It's, it's a different tempo again. Um, it's it's kind of a shuffle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got that fun piano part in there. And yeah, it's just kind of like verse, 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 or like part one, part two, part three, like that kind of thing, which I like a lot of bands that do that. So that, that was kind of a, a fun, different take on one of their songs. And yeah, lyrically, it's really great. There's... I wrote down the line I still don't know exactly who I am and I never will amen, amen. and I said in my notes high five
0: yeah that's that a one, really good line yeah that one that one gets me every time and that kind of the amen is kind of like the period to that part of the song yeah you know what yeah. I'm saying and then it like it transitions it's just, yeah it's very good very good songwriting there yeah
1: Oh, here was my note
0: on the, on the chorus thing is,
1: is it, the song structure is almost like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, but the lyric, there's no chorus in the lyrics. There's no repetitive part. But anyway, oh, and the, he says the word, he says, this is the end at some point. This is the Yeah. And it sounds like the future only original member of Blink-182, Matt Skiba. Too tired play, this is, this is the end. Yeah, okay. The way he says the end or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah.
0: Skiba. Oh, I never caught that before. That's super funny. This this song,
1: you know, is the direction I wish Get Up Kids would have gone after something they're at home about. Cause they went to like this alt country influence after that. And like Matt Pryor got let bought like a one of those big, stupid hollow body guitars and a bunch of like <laughs> button up plaid, like cowboy type shirts, like Wrangler uh, shirts and stuff, and started getting into that. And how much did the
0: guitar cost? I don't know. A lot. But you know he bought it. Shut up. I don't know that he bought it. If nothing else, we stand for journalistic integrity.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me message him on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I... Because I can hear so much Get Up Kids in this song. Um, even more than the uh, Time Turn Fragile where you've got that synthy part and all that kind of stuff. Like there's... So much like hints of Get Up Kids in this song, and yeah, this is just the direction I wish they would have gone instead of leaning into. I mean, there's some songs on uh, on a wire. The title track I'm on, or the title track on a wire is is pretty good, and
0: Guilt Show is uh, and whatever else they did after that. All uh, right, hey, 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 calm down, calm down. Shh. It's okay, it's okay. Oh, he's, Danny's just seething right now. Coming to the realization that, yeah, we all knew this. Motion City Soundtrack is just a better band than the Get Up Kids.
1: (laughs) I mean, with these five songs, and (laughs) the, I mean, we go into one more album after this. Mm -hmm. And that song is better than anything that's on Guilt Show. (laughs) So... Oh, Danny's just mad now. He's just upset. I'm just pissed off about the Get Up Kids, all right? Four Minute Mile is a milestone. Something to write home about literally is something to write home about. Everything after that? Yeah. Up until their 2019 or 18
0: album? Shit. Oh, God. Danny, no. You're going to say something you regret.
1: Complete
0: shit. So did they put out an album in 2018 that was good?
1: They did. They had a comeback album that was really good. 2019, Problems, a very good album. There are rules from 2011, not a very good album. Guilt show 2004, a bad album. On a wire 2002. Meh. Give me like one song off of that and and see you later. Something in our home about. That's something to write home about. Okay, again, yep. <laughs> Four Minute Mile. <gasps> he, he did it again. There's a milestone. Oh, he's playing the hits. <laughs> the B-Sides compilation, Eudora. Hella good.
0: Didn't really have anything to do it's with the name. U- but It's
1: Eudorable.
0: Oh.
1: It's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Red Letter Day EP. It was a Red Letter Day when I bought that. EP,
0: <laughs> man. Why don't you introduce all of the songs? You're so much well, better at it. What's and the like Woodson rapid EP? Uh, the
1: what? What is it called? Woodson. Woodson. Uh, wood son.
0: Uh. Turned turn to me from a wood son <laughs> into a wood dad when I heard that. <laughs> There's a song called Second Place on there. No, mm-hmm. first place
1: <laughs> deserves
0: newfound, a gold medal if it's you ask A song called
1: "Newfound Interest in Massachusetts," more like a newfound interest in the Get Up Kids. Because mm-hmm. it was more like early, that. It was an more, early uh, right. EP it was when out. you were
0: still kind of getting right. into them. Motion City soundtrack. <laughs> Woo. Did we talk about last night? Um,
1: what happened last night?
0: No, d- d- uh, not, f- nothing. <laughs> I was having such a pleasant mm-hmm, night mm-hmm. up until a certain point. Really
1: just kind of made you want to disappear. Disappear. To
0: the deep end, to
2: the hard line, hold it straight together, Hold it straight together if you can. Little beavers wrapped in medication all strung out of gravity Collapse yourself and try to comprehend And in me island A bit of easting each we free to sub and fix in-between isolation Mark the around you Guess who's on your waiting list Don't let you in on something secret I can disappear
1: Pretty good. what's the name of the next song we're going
0: to talk about. I can disappear So, so this was the most straight-ahead power-pop yeah, power type yeah. of song, power pop, power type of. What was I trying to say there? Yeah, we might never know. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Disappeared by Motion City Soundtrack off the 2010 album yep. My Dinosaur Life. So put that title. Yeah, don't don't know what that is, what it means or anything, but uh, they weren't they weren't extinct because they put out uh, two more albums after that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, may have been the right call to call it quits at 2010, but. Oh. Well, we can get into it. And okay. No, I don't, okay. really, I don't I don't Let's really talk Disappear. That. But Disappear, yeah. First, I think for sure the most, yes, most straight ahead rock power pop type song I gave mm-hmm. you. Yeah. That's Was it good, good?
1: It's a good way to describe it. It's a good song. Sounds real angry. Yeah. During that song. Gives me some Manchester Orchestra Andy Hull hashtag vibes. Okay. Like if. Manchester Orchestra played anything at this tempo?
0: Yeah, but I just—I don't think those guys. I don't think they have the like wrist strength to go that fast <laughs> while yeah, like yeah, playing yeah. guitar. <laughs> I really like the opening of that song. It's just like the one like chord strum, mm-hmm. chord strums. That's where I get all of the clothes I play music in. T- the way he says, "like hold it together, man," sounds like yeah. A <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go on this ride with you. I don't hear the Andy Hole. I heard the Skiba. I heard the Jim Adkins. He's going to play it again. Yeah, okay, now I hear it. Yeah, you can hear it.
2: I literally just have to
0: close my eyes and picture the guy. Picture that beard. Singers with beards are cool because you can like Just kind of see their mouth Mm -hmm. (laughs) moving, you know, Mm -hmm. but like they're, it's always like, remember when Conan would like, they would bring down the screen Mm -hmm. and they would have like someone doing like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. Yeah. That's what every guy with a beard looks like singing.
1: Manchester Orchestra, since we're talking about them today, um, (laughs) (laughs) they are a band that I saw them open for me without you having no idea who they were and they blew me away.
0: They, they didn't blow me,
1: me without you. They did not blow me without you away. Away. Cuz they were me without you was fucking on fire that night. Good. But Manchester Orchestra, oh shit, they were good. I saw them the next day too. I saw them at the boardwalk in Orangevale. And then I drove to San Francisco the next day at Slims. Saw the same show.
0: Boardwalk in Orangevale. Do you never go to the boardwalk? I would be surprised. I don't think I did. Was that a place... Did Greg play there? Yeah. I don't think I ever went to the boardwalk because I always thought that it was a place where, like, screamo bands played. That's true. And also, I just didn't go to a ton of shows. Yeah. Like, I went to, I went to a lot of shows in high school. Like, we would... Because we were looking for any reason to, like, go to San Francisco. Sure. You know, like living out in the suburbs. I only saw a handful of shows when I was in Sacramento. And mm-hmm. then at, towards the end of my days in Sacramento it was mostly like friend shows. Like, you know, go see. Yeah, yeah. Um, Buildings Breeding or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, I guess, be- beginning and end of the list. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I was not in a band then. So
1: you did not go see any of my bands. Did you see my Huey Lewis and the News cover band that I was in? I don't think so. I played bass in. We played I don't two so. shows.
0: Oh. No. No. That's uh news to me. Ooh. Hugh new. Call, call me Huey, because that's news to me.
1: <laughs> I'm getting a little
0: little hilarious here. I like, here I like yeah, you're you're getting like sassy. I don't think I've seen <laughs> sassy Danny before.
1: Uh Boardwalk is I mean it's out in Orangevale, so it takes fucking forever to get there from from Sacramento proper. So Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw me without you there. I saw
0: ISIS, and I saw CKY there. Remember CKY? Hell yeah! And uh, a quick question to all of our listener right now: CK, <laughs> why are you still listening?
1: Yeah, CKY, why are we talking about this? Uh, again, we're talking about disappear. By, my Chemical Romance.
0: Oh my God! By Motion City soundtrack. By Manchester Orchestra. (laughs) By Matchbook. No, was it My Chemical or Matchbook Romance? Matchbook Romance that we're talking about today. We talked about. I mentioned briefly earlier. If you say so. Well, talk about. Talk about fucking disappear.
1: Okay. Is (laughs) it so? The bridge. Is that a key change or or what happens there? How
0: would I know?
1: I wish I wish our listening audience could see what just happened, Dante. I asked this question. Dante's looking off to I don't know whatever he's looking at. <laughs> Quickly looks at the camera. How would I know? Well, oh my god, I don't. I mean, that's cool. It like stops for a second and then it sounds real different. Is it a key change? I don't know.
0: I don't know anything. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how to be, like, to play in a key. I know, like, (laughs) if I'm playing something, I know, like, the chords or notes I can go to that will sound good. Okay. So I am led to believe that means they are in the same key. But if you said, all right, let's play this in the key of C, I'd say, like, well, I know I could start in the right area. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but i don't i know
1: how to play a c yeah
0: i'll, I'll, give, I'll even give you a few variations if yeah. you need but yeah. uh after that um i remember god i bring this guy up every fucking week i was watching a, a youtube video it was jesse Lacey playing with kevin divine oh your personal hero
1: jesse lacy
0: i already made that joke about you <laughs> you know. can't do it back i know and they're either like trying to figure out how to play the next song on the set list or something like that, and or maybe Kevin asks, "Hey, so, so what key is this in?" And Jesse's just like, "I don't know." Like, what does that mean? Like, what chord it starts with? And I was like, "This is motherfucker. This is why it takes you seven years to put out an album." <laughs> because it's okay if I don't know this as a brand new listener. Mm-hmm. It is not okay that you don't know this as a pretty important part of the brand new writing process. Um, but it also kind of made me feel good that there's musicians yeah, out there. Yeah. Like people always talk about how like Kurt Cobain didn't, you know, it's not like he was sitting down writing out on a musical staff. He you know, all, all he was playing is power chords anyway. But I remember watching a video about how like, yeah, basically Kurt Cobain just knew if you were playing a power chord and then went up three frets instead of like just, two you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. oh that kind of sounds cool so he did that a lot yeah yeah <laughs> it's just like this shit where it's like we give a lot of credit to people who are just kind of stumbling into genius yeah yeah and that's that's fine yeah totally I, i'm i'm not doing it mm-hmm. so i don't know if it's a key change danny but you Neither like it, and it sounds good okay yeah
1: i like it and it sounds good sounds different than the rest of the song
0: yes were you at all because I guess really, I only gave you one, like moog centric song in "Time Turned Fragile," that's true. which I kind of didn't realize until after. I mean, if you if you delve into their first three albums, but their first two especially, you'll get a lot of it if that's okay. what you're looking for. Yeah. But this is you know so Cambridge, time turned Fra- time turned fragile, and disappear are the kind of the the faster rockers of mm-hmm. this playlist. How does Disappear compare to the first two? Because it's... I could see where some people would say, like, oh, this is just kind of like a... It's like you know, your straight-ahead, nothing rock song. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I really like it. I think the chorus is good. I, I like how that intro starts with its vocals. You talked about the maybe key change. There's no way to know. <laughs> no way. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the reason this is the closer is because chronologically it was the last one. It's yeah, not like yeah. I thought this is the, like way to close it out the best necessarily um, but yeah how did this compare to the other faster songs and how did you feel about it closing the playlist
1: I definitely prefer the first two songs as a whole um, I mean they've got more synth in them even though Cambridge you can't really hear it very much very well this song is good but it it almost sounds like a different band sort of you know um, where you can still kind of tell it's it's Justin singing but out of the f- 5 songs he just sounds pissed in this one <laughs> the other ones he either sounds sad or or
0: happy <laughs>
1: he's got like three
0: emotions one of which doesn't come
1: up to the last song
0: yeah and his happy is almost like this isn't he is not twee in the way we think of it but he's like he has this like kind of cutesy side mm-hmm. to his songwriting. Yeah. And to be honest, I I didn't want to give you more than two songs off commit this to memory. A lot of the songs are about how like he's kind of a fuck up. He you know, he drank too much, he mm-hmm. can't get his shit together or whatever. And so a lot of it's kind of like self-deprecating lyrics. Sure. But so it's not necessarily happy, but the way he describes that stuff is kind of like in this funny or fun maybe type of way and yeah. I, I really didn't give you a lot of that he he also does a thing in a lot of his songwriting where he'll start and end the song the same way where it'll be mm. like just like kind of like clean electric guitar with like a few lines mm-hmm. they do the rest of the song and then the song ends back at that clean electric guitar in the same couple of lines okay, and okay. I, I, I don't know what it was about that convention but it worked really really well mm-hmm. for him.
1: Mm-hmm. You got anything else to say about disappear?
0: Oh, sorry. No. Does a verbal answer help? <laughs> no, man. This is this is your show. Is it? <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Was it? This will be good again for uh, the fucking two episodes in a row. Or yeah, yeah. Whatever. No, I guess there's one in between. Um, so, I can't remember? Did you not like their? following two albums after this so i think in 2012 they released go and then in 15 they released panic stations and i remember the first time i listened to go it was just kind of like middle of the road like not so many songs on their first four albums like were instant like i get why this is good and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna like it even more on subsequent listens yeah That didn't happen to me the first time I listened to that album and I'm not sure what it is because it's not like I think all of a sudden they became less creative or less interesting, but I suppose maybe they were just trying for something else. Yeah. Maybe they were, you know, a a lot of the songs are kind of, I don't know, they they still have like the last night style of like softer songs and Mm -hmm. then the songs that are more like disappear, but there's not, there's not a time turned fragile on those Mm -hmm. last two albums. Okay. There, there's not that type of rocker. And, you know, I mean, that's and that's fine. Like, I think those last albums, like the last album came out when Justin was probably like, you know, 39 or 40. Yeah. And you're yeah. probably going to write different songs than when, when you, you were 22. Yeah. So whatever. That's fine. Um, But yeah, they, they just didn't grab me as much. And, you know, I give you songs off four albums, right? Yeah. Four, that's
1: fine. Four good albums. Yeah. Have you checked out their new song? They have a new song. 2020 yeah i believe i listened to it once
0: yeah because i saw that it was a new release on spotify yeah did you no because remember good boy i'm a good boy he's a good boy (laughs) dan any closing thoughts or seconds of summer closing thoughts i really enjoyed this band closing thoughts are you done (laughs) yeah i was (laughs) done before i started
1: (laughs) uh i really enjoyed this band more than i expected to they were fun. Uh, the lyrics are great. Like I said early on in the episode, brought back a lot of nostalgic feelings for delivering pizza and whatnot. May- gave me tastes of like all these different bands that I really love. So it was great. I'm going to give them quite a few seconds of my summer. The nope. most seconds of summer I've given to a band. I can't give them five. Sure. Yeah. That's got to be reserved for when you give me fish. Uh,
0: (laughs) So I'm going to give them 4.8. Wow. That's got to be the most seconds of summer given to any band by either of us. I believe so. (whistles) Wow. Because I liked all
1: five songs quite a bit. Yeah. And I'm very excited to listen to more. There are quite a few bands that we have talked about that I would like to retroactively go back and give some more seconds to after
0: further listens. But that ain't the game, though, bro. That's
1: against the law.
0: We talk on the, when we record, we talk about our feelings on that day with maybe a week's worth of Mm -hmm. listening under our belt and I'm only we're only allowed to
1: listen to those five songs. We can't make a judgment right. yeah. on the better songs that Dante could have given me.
0: Yeah that's it we these are the rules and we follow them because we are both a couple of hashtag good boys mm-hmm. there's no VPN for five songs or less and I don't even know what that is. so good yeah there's no incognito. Browser. I know what that
1: is. (laughs) I know you do.
0: (laughs) All right, you want want to listen to a band for next time we do this?
1: I mean, I guess. Are you going to be able to top Motion City
0: Soundtrack? No, and why should I fucking try? I don't know. Nothing good for me has happened due to this podcast in the past week. So, So, I don't owe you anything. Though I do like talking about bands I like, so...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we're going to go back to a genre that we've hit before okay. that you, you didn't realize I was into this type of music, I remember you saying, um, but I got more. Okay. I got a, a deep well of at least one more band. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So next week, Danny... Hold on. I I have messed up on this before, so I'm going to double check, make sure I don't get canceled. Okay, good. I was correct. Danny, next week. Where are we going? We're traveling to the Highlands. Okay. It's actually not next week. It's in two weeks, but okay. Next week, (laughs) you are on one week notice (laughs) for the episode in which you will listen to... A band from the Highlands. Scottish prog rockers, Mogwai. Oh, okay. 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 okay, then it's settled. <laughs> it's settled. In two weeks time.
1: Okay. You can't give me, well, I guess you could because I don't know him that well, but you can't give me the songs that I know. Oh, Is there fuck. a song with the, with, with, where they say, well, they usually don't say anything, I think. Is yeah. there a song with the word punk in the title?
0: Because I think I've heard that one. There's a song with the word rock in the title. Hmm. Um, auto rock, I think. Well, in the playlist as it is now, there's no songs with the word punk in it.
1: Okay, cool. I might be thinking of
0: another band. But
1: I am not all that familiar with them, so this will be good.
0: Okay, Auto Rock is a pretty popular song of theirs. Oh, yep, there's a song called Punk Rock. Yeah. I think I've heard that. Punk
1: Rock, Cody. Def haven't covered that.
0: As far as you know, is that the only song of theirs you've heard? Do I need to give you another band? No,
1: no, no. This will be this will be totally fine. All um, right, I'll
0: give you another band. No. Give me Mogwai. Uh, <laughs> I want Mogwai. I have I have
1: listened to them before. I've listened to some albums. I remember when Hardcore will never die came out. Hardcore will never die, but you will.
0: You better believe I will.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've heard them, but this will be good.
0: All right. Well, that's it. We're done. We can go. We can leave. <laughs> we can do our yoga and our core workout. We can eat some goldfish. Just
1: like goldfish crackers or live goldfish.
0: All right, Daniel, it's good been good talking to you and uh <laughs> Bye everybody.
1: Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Bye. You know what motion city soundtrack song that was I did not I didn't know <laughs> it was perfect Dante do it hit me again
2: <laughs>
0: it sounds like you're just doing some like kids nursery rhyme or song or something <laughs> I'm, it's making me think of some song. But I don't know if it's a Motion City song. I'm, I'm hearing like, do-do-do, do-do-do, do do But I can't think of like... <laughs> well, it's, only, it's one of five, so... Yeah. Let me see if I can cue it up. It's not... No, don't. I'm gonna. Oh, no, it's Time Turn Fragile. Did you just hear that? Yeah.
1: Oh, man. I tried to turn it down so you couldn't hear it.
0: I got a great ear for songs that actually sound like Motion City Soundtrack.